preface and introduction to the history of burke and hare and of the resurrectionist times this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org this recording by michelle fry baton rouge louisiana in december 2019 the history of burke and hare is by george mcgregor preface the history of the scottish nation has unfortunately been stained with many foul crimes perpetrated either to serve personal ends and private ambition or under the pretense of affecting the increased welfare of the people these have given life to a large amount of literature much of it from the pens of some of the most distinguished legal and antiquarian authors the country has produced such as arnaud pitt cairn maclaurin burton and others but of all the criminal events that have occurred in scotland few have excited so deep widespread and lasting an interest as those which took place during what have been called the resurrectionist times and notably the dreadful series of murders perpetrated in the name of anatomical science by burke and hare the universal interest excited at the time of these occurrences also has called forth a great quantity of fugitive literature and as no narrative of any considerable size detailing in a connected and chronological form the events which bulk so largely in the history of the country had yet appeared the author considered a volume such as the present was required to fill up an important hiatus in the criminal annals of his country in the preparation of this work the author has had a double purpose before him he has sought not only to record faithfully the lives and crimes of burke and hare and their two female associates but also to present a general view of the resurrectionist movement from its earliest inception until the passing of the anatomy act in eighteen thirty two when the violation of the sepulchres of the dead for scientific purposes was rendered unnecessary and absolutely inexcusable he has in carrying out this object endeavoured to give due prominence to the medical and legal aspects of the whole subject and to the social effects produced by the movement through the century and a half during which it flourished in scotland in order to do this the author has consulted books newspapers and documents of all kinds and has sought where that was possible to supplement his information by oral tradition but in addition he has in the body of the work and in the appendix brought together stray ballads and illustrative cases and notes which help to give a better and fuller understanding of the historical aspect of the question and of its influence on the minds of the great bulk of the scottish people the author has to express his thanks to the many gentlemen who have kindly allowed him access to their rare and valuable collections from which he derived great assistance in the course of his investigations glasgow may eighteen eighty four and now for the introduction the resurrectionist movement its contributing causes and results there is perhaps no portion of the social history of scotland which possesses greater interest in a variety of kinds than that which relates to the rise development and ultimate downfall of the resurrectionist movement to many persons now living but who are nearing the verge of the unseen world the interest is in a sense contemporary for their younger days were spent under the shadow which so long overspread our country 
to those of a later generation the traditions perhaps the events are scarcely of sufficiently remote occurrence to call the stories of them traditions of that dreadful time serve to make their young imaginations vivid and render them more obedient to behests of their parents and nurses how many can remember the time when they were frightened into good behavior by the threat that if you did not do what they were told burke and hare would take them away or who passing by a churchyard on a dark night with the light of the moon casting a gruesome glamour over the tombstones recalled to mind the tales of the doings of the terrible resurrectionists how many children some of them old men and women now in their play chanted these lines burke and hare fell down the stair with a body in a box gone to dr knox who trembled even during the day when they passed the houses occupied by these two men in the west port of edinburgh remembering the fearful deeds that were enacted there but in addition to the extraordinary impression which the resurrectionist movement made on the minds of the people of scotland it must be admitted to have had one good result in the face of restrictive laws it gave an impetus to anatomical study which was in the first instance beneficial to humanity and in the second to the medical schools of this country notably to the edinburgh medical school which attained great reputation at the period when the majority of subjects for dissection were obtained in a manner revolting to the best feelings of humanity this practice of violating sepulchres which must ever be regarded as one of the foulest blots on scottish civilization may be said to have had several contributing causes the principal of these is admitted on all hands to have been the discovery on the part of the medical faculty that the knowledge they possessed of the human frame was founded rather upon uncertain tradition than upon empirical science that they were practically ignorant of anatomy and that if they hoped to make any advance in the art of healing human disease they must devote more attention to a minute study of the dead subject having arrived at this conclusion and it is a wonder they did not do so earlier they were met by a difficulty brought about by prejudice the people of scotland even in the most lawless ages had an almost superstitious reverence for the dead a reverence indeed which they did not always pay to the living in this they only showed their human nature and exhibited those instincts which seem to characterize men of all countries and all times the something beyond the mortal sphere caused a peculiar regard for the dead their belief in a resurrection was rather material and it was thought impossible by many that when the last trumpet should sound the dead could rise if their bodies were cut up in dissection the bodies of the dead therefore were carefully entombed to await the last call the almost insurmountable difficulty then that presented itself to the doctors when they awoke out of their dream of ignorance was where to obtain these subjects upon which they could experiment and gain that knowledge of which they stood so much in need the prejudice of the people it has been stated was against the subjection of the bodies of their deceased friends to such sacrilegious treatment even though they were willing for the most part to admit that benefit was to be derived from it as a consequence science and prejudice came into violent conflict and the war was carried on by the representatives of the former with a determined persistency that led more or less directly to shocking crime 
but ultimately to a modus vivendi that was for the interests of all concerned these were the two main causes of the traffic but there were others which while not bearing so directly upon it greatly aided its development it received considerable assistance from the remarkable superstitions long attached to graveyards the stories of ghosts and of wandering spirits doomed for a certain time to walk the night of spiteful goblins and playful brownies or of the uncanny dabblers in the forbidden art whose dominion over the world was only during the midnight hour it was then that the witches met in solemn conclave with the father of lies to plot against the peace of humanity and that the denizens of the nether hell breathed the free air of earth away from the choking fumes of the infernal brimstone such were the beliefs and it therefore behooved every well-conducted person to keep the house after nightfall and when any ventured abroad during the magic hours the working of superstition on minds either naturally credulous or muddled with deep potations at the village tavern or both was sure to produce all kinds of apparitions more or less fearful through this means the men employed by the surgeons to obtain bodies for dissection men generally whose utter absence of moral principle gave them the power to discredit the fears of their more conscientious countrymen were enabled for a time to go about their dreadful work with great immunity gradually the people threw off their superstitious feelings about churchyards and considering themselves safe from unhallowed influences by the presence of numbers they took guard in the protection of the bodies of their friends many skirmishes ensued between these watchers and the resurrectionists and these have given to scottish literature a large collection of anecdotes of rather a unique description then the large iron cages or railings placed over graves give our churchyards an aspect peculiarly their own all these matters have made an impression on the scottish mind which it will yet take generations to efface there is however another aspect in which the resurrectionist movement can be regarded it gave rise to a series of the most shocking crimes committed in edinburgh by burke and hare and their female confederates and the discovery of these again brought about a trial occupying the most prominent and curious place in the annals of scottish criminal law in that trial legal points of the utmost importance were involved and in connection with it the most eminent lawyers of the time were engaged were it only because of the great trial with which the movement may be said to have terminated it is deserving the attention of all interested in the history of scotland further than that it brought about the passing of a measure which relieved the medical faculty of the restrictions to inquiry and investigation under which they had so long labored and tended towards the development of a science in which humanity is too deeply interested to neglect. End of Introduction